or theme, and we've been doing that for a while, uh, that we have, but not so much the theme itself, but the scripture that uh, is supporting the theme, of course. And so just to refresh our mind, let's look at the the theme for the year 2022, Faith Baptist Church, Your Life Matters. The scripture is, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And we have done a lot, of, uh, well, never a lot, but we have done quite a bit on various aspects of the scripture and of the theme, but I really want us this afternoon to look at some more things in the scripture itself. And as you know, John is writing to Gaius. And let's share a few verses, starting from verse 1. Dear friend, you act faithfully in whatever you do for the brothers, even though they are strangers. They have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. For they have gone out on behalf of the name accepted nothing from the pagans. Therefore, we ought to support such people so that we become fellow workers with the truth. Now, Diophanes is going to write about in verse number 9. I wrote something to the church, but Diophanes, Diotrephes, who wants to be first among them, does not acknowledge us. Therefore, if I come, I will call attention to the deeds he is doing, disparaging us with evil words. And not being content with these, he does not receive the brothers himself. And he enders those wanting to do so and throw them out of the church. Dear friends, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. The one who does good is of God, and the one who does evil is not seen has not seen God. So Let's go over a few things and elaborate on others that I've shared with you recently enough. First of all, and if you've been able to follow my episodes that I present each week, uh, on Kendall uh, Vela, um, you would see that I am writing about 
about childhood experiences and um, there's a humor to it and there's lots of dreaming and imagination that's why I call it imaginative uh, things to encourage us to inspire us, to motivate us. A child imagination and grown up too. But in this case, we're talking about children and myself. We can certainly have some vivid imaginations. But they're important. They're important to us. Uh, but this week, uh, coming up uh, and then an episode is being released about a hero a quiet hero if someone that uh, we kids um, got to know got to know uh, when we were growing up Without getting into much of it, because certainly there's a lot that, that we can read about when this episode come out, this episode number four, is how someone could be unknown, even though they're accomplishing wonderful things, unusual things, and how to some extent the person could be ignored, and it happens all the time. And sometimes it happened intentionally and sometimes unintentionally. Agaios is a great hero. We, because of the shortness of the book, it's third John, is doesn't have the least verses. Second John has the least verses, but it has the least works. Uh, Third John, and perhaps, like I said, because of that, we, we you know, Gaius seem to kind of not get a whole lot of attention. But like in episode four, like I was writing about, uh, I could call Gaius uh, a quiet, an unsung hero. We don't even know exactly who he was. There are other Gaius in the Bible. There's one who is a fellow traveler of Paul in Romans 16.23. There's one who was baptized with his family in 1 Corinthians 1 and 14.
doing an outbreak, a righteous outbreak at Ephesus against Paul and others. There was a gales who was seized because they could not find where Paul was. was. There's a man from Derby who accompanied Paul to Asia on his last journey to Jerusalem. He was a Gaius too. And then there's this Gaius that we see in John 1 and 1. We don't know if some of these Gaiuses are the same. And we don't know if any one of them is the same that is mentioned in Third John. Um, and perhaps, you know, that had to this old mystery of this elder, to the elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. But he was a great hero because when we put the context together, And we understand what Malfeasant uh, was being committed, bad things by others. And this particular person in the, in the churches, uh, we call it church, but there were house churches, house churches, this particular Diotrephes. Diotrephes was a quite a bit of a troublemaker. But like I said before, when we put it in the context of Gaius, we see that Paul is leaning and depending very much on Gaius and what he is doing to counteract the ill that Diotrephes is causing. We know the story. We know how we are here today. We're still Christians. Millions and millions and millions of people all over the world are Christians. So we know that Gaius and others like, like him, uh, they triumph over evildoers that really with the pretense of doing what they thought was right or what was right for the church caused a lot of havoc and unfortunately uh, affected many people and many people probably fell away or whatever. So when Paul is saluted and when Paul is honoring and when Paul is speaking well of Gaius and when he's wishing 
above all. Above all, we can say above all things. Things as we put it there in the English to kind of make it more clear, more clear. Uh, when he wish him well, and you can feel it in John's when John is 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 is, is saying these wonderful things about Gaius, and we can feel it in how he says it and the words that he uses. We can we can sense the modern sense. We can experience the profoundness. The depth of appreciation and love and concern that he has for Gales. Just in those words, beloved, I wish above all that you prosper in health. Realize, as I paraphrase, that. It is stressful for you dealing with such oppositions. You are welcoming the itinerant preachers. You are providing for them. You are are seeing that they are supported and not have to receive anything from unbelievers. All the time dealing with opposition. When we put all of that together, and we can relate it to many, many, many people today in the church, we have to conclude that chaos was a quiet hero. And so we have men and women today who are quiet heroes. Their names are not known readily, if any at all, to a whole lot of people. They don't get the accolades and so forth, not that they're seeking it necessarily. But without them, the truth of God would not thrive, would not bless so many people. And sometimes it's just by resisting and standing up against what is wrong, what is wrong in the name of God. Those people are unsung heroes. So we want to pray for them. The ones that we know, the ones that we suspect, the ones that we don't even know. We don't even know what Gaius's response to Paul would have been or what it was. Paul says, if I do come, this is what I will do. This is what I will tell the church. This is what I'll handle, how I'll handle I mean, John says, this is how I would handle the stuff. If I do come. But the truth of the matter, we don't know if John ever, ever went there in the time of chaos. We don't know. 
So we could assume that it's possible that Gaius handled the whole thing by himself throughout that time. And so we want to encourage one another. We want to encourage one another. How much these quiet eras mean to us. We can only imagine how many there are and who there might be. And most we'll never know. But they are beloved to us. And we wish above all things that they may prosper in health as the spirit of prospering in the Lord. And the people who are hearing this broadcast this afternoon, there may be such people among you, girls. We may never know who they are and how much they have done to support the cause. But we thank God for each and every one of them. And we ask these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah.